welcome to At the End of the Day. And welcome to At the End of the Dave, Episode 2. Dave here with The Gecko! The Gecko! Coming at you live Thursday evening, Thursday night rather, I should say, just on the end of the Pacers-Wizards game. Hardly a game, not a game, not a game at all actually from, uh, from start to finish. The Wiz worked their magic and we'll be moving on to play the Philadelphia 76ers in the first round of the playoffs. I think well-deserved, Gertz, I think well-deserved. Mm-hmm. And uh, quick note on this game, I think both you and I, we were going to hammer the Pacers that had we bet on this game. No, this is a classic. Actually, it's a classic. Actually, just 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 to kind of go the other way. I have no. receipts from just before the game, and I, I texted friend and I said, "I don't know how to bet this game. My heart's telling me the Wizards should win, but I'm going to stay away." So that was kind of where I netted out. I did take. Alex Lenz, first bucket, uh, didn't hit. So mm. it's what it is. We move on. Um, but that wraps up, I guess, the Eastern Conference side of the play-in. Um, yeah. Shook out basically, basically as expected. Um, tournament kind of took care of its job. The Celtics stayed in the seventh seed. The Wizards stayed in the eighth seed. So we'll see if it kind of holds course tomorrow in the, uh, in the West here when Steph Curry and the Warriors take on Ja and the Memphis Grizzlies. I think the Warriors should kind of take care of that easy business at home. Uh, but you yeah. never know in the NBA. Teams can win on any given night. But uh, we, we expect we expect it to 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 happen that way. And uh, that looks like uh, he's on another planet right now. And uh, I don't think uh, I don't think the Grizzlies have it in them to defend him and uh, and the team. I think they're they're a good squad. So we uh, we expect them to get that eighth spot. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And, and, you know, I think that the NBA, frankly, would love to have Steph and the Warriors in the playoffs over the Grizzlies. No disrespect at all to the Grizzlies or the city of Memphis, to our listeners in Memphis. We think it's a fantastic town, and we hope to get down there for a Grizzlies game here in the next five, ten years, hopefully, <laughs> would be Maybe. kind of our, our horizon. That's, but, uh, uh, that's, that's as early as I'm thinking. Ten years maximum. <laughs> Yeah, but I think in this decade, I want to get to Memphis for a Grizzlies game because I've, I've historically been a pro Grizzlies guy. But that's uh, true. I always always knew that about you. Big, yeah, big but it's Grizzlies very fan. very exciting for the NBA tomorrow night. It's gonna be a great game. And and speaking of great games, how about what we saw in Staples mm. Center in the play mm-hmm. in between the Warriors and the Lakers? I mean, I know you got some feelings on it, some things you want to say. Dive in. I mean, look, uh, this is exactly what the NBA imagined. And their, 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 uh, their wildest dreams could they have not dreamt of a play-in game this exciting. Two teams with this kind of quality talent in the 7 and 8 spot. I mean, obviously the Lakers are not a 7. The Warriors have a lot of young players, but Steph is not an 8 seed kind of player. Draymond mm-hmm. is not an 8 seed kind of player. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely uh, a fantastic showing by both squads. The you know the Warriors came out absolutely buzzing. It was a uh, worst case scenario for for we Laker fans. It was exactly what we you know all, all the role players are hitting threes. You know Steph is the only one not scoring in the first quarter. You knew that was going to change, and uh, the Lakers are missing wide open shots. And, and you can't LeBron. be feeling too confident if you're the Lakers after that. I mean, uh, you know, he, I I go a couple ways because uh, you know LeBron was clearly hurt. Like, there's no. What do you mean no he was clearly of, hurt? He was 
he was obviously his eye was hurt. His eye was hurt. Uh, we'll get we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that for sure. But his ankle, mean, he was he getting hurt. Mean, he was hurt. getting no lift. He was getting he was getting blocked by guys who were like half of his size. Like it's not. It just wasn't good. Last so, night uh, was a literal block party. Like there were so many blocks in that game. I don't know what the record is for most blocks in a play-in game. But that's got to be at the top of the list. <laughs> I mean, as as far as playing games go, I think a lot of records are set uh, last night for sure. Yeah, Russ Russ had the first triple double in a playing game, and I yeah. think he might have the second one. If he, I, I don't know. I, to be honest with you, and this is no no joke whatsoever, I fell asleep during the Wizards and the Pacers game tonight. Uh, I'm gonna break it to you, to our listeners. Sorry for the uh, for the uh, lack of loyalty toward the league, but. I was on the golf course. <laughs> but to your point about the Lakers-Warriors game last night, how happy mm-hmm. the NBA is, Yeah, that broadcast drew 6.1 million viewers from 12.30 to 1 a.m. Eastern. Most watched That's NBA game on ESPN since the 2019 Western Finals mm. and up 190% versus the play-in last year. So I mean, you got LeBron James and Steph Curry. That game is going to draw viewers, and the NBA couldn't have been happier with the way that it shook out last night on that side. Absolutely. I think there's a real chance that uh, there's more viewers for last night's game than the NBA Finals, depending on how it stacks up. Yeah, potentially. Potentially. I mean, I think, you know, if you get the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets with their, you know, Brooklyn Nets, their fan base is one of the far, farthest reaching in the entire country. The ratings with the Brooklyn Nets and, you know, that whole fan base would be, would be out of control. Oh, hey, Celine. Sorry, this is a very visual podcast, but uh, yeah, we got a we got a Celine appearance. Celine, the dog, <laughs> the mascot of at the end of the day. It's true. It's true. Now, do you think that LeBron went home and did anything special for his eye? Like, what what do you do for a poked eye? Right. I mean, that's the age old question. What do you do for a broken heart? But for LeBron, what do you do? I think he probably, uh, probably signed up for improv classes because uh, that's... Here, here's another thing. Here's another thing. When when he went down and he's laying under the basket, covering his head, being all dramatic, you know, covering mm-hmm. his face. I'm from an era today where if a guy goes down with a potential head injury, what's the first thing that they do? The medical staff is supposed to rush out there. That's the protocol. No, they didn't. LeBron sat under the hoop for about 30 seconds, writhing and exaggerating, looking to try and, and incite the flagrant foul call on Draymond Green. We can get into if it was a flagrant or not. I think they made the right call. But at the end of the day, right. ding, 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 ding. If someone goes the down day. with a head injury, you got to go out there and look at your guy. And they didn't do it because if they did, they would have had to take him out. And I think that the league should look into that just from a player safety standpoint, not as an anti-Lakers guy or anything. I think uh, here, here's my quick take on that. I think LeBron, uh, he's, he's a tough cookie. So I think the, uh, the medical staff typically lets him be for a while. He's not going to rush out every time he falls. I mean, if the Lakers staff rushed out to the court every time Anthony Davis hit the floor, we look, would never get through Someone's on the ground for 35 seconds. I expect the medical team to come out there. Well, the, the head trainer did get out there eventually, and uh, and I, I think she knew. I mean, the guy's head didn't even hit the floor; like it, it was clearly not it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's very realistic that Draymond uh, scratched his cornea or something, and he had a minor little uh, irritant, and that's why <laughs> they flushed it out with eye drops. But let's be honest, LeBron was just doing a little acting, trying to sell close game, flagrant foul, trying to get you know that whole situation. But I agree with you, Davis. The 
fell was kind of fell. There was no wind yeah. up. It was just it was accidental contact to the face, and uh, you know we all we all move on. Yeah, and my my last point on the and this kind of leads me to my next point. Last point, next point, but these guys they got to stop complaining so much. I mean, it's mm. every single drive, it's every single possession, every single everything. I mean, I feel like I'm watching a soccer game now a lot of the time, and it, yeah. I'll tell you where it happens a lot, which is no coincidence. In Hollywood, Tinseltown. Mm. Tinseltown. <laughs> Tinseltown. They should call it Tinseltown. And they should, really. I mean, it's like everybody in that game last night was looking to get an Oscar nomination out of it. Sure, yeah. Did you see that? Did you get that feeling at all, that there was a lot of just complaint? Obviously, Draymond always complains, but, I mean, everyone was complaining. The, you know what? I think uh, there were a couple missed calls early, and I think that set the tone because as soon as a guy doesn't get a call, every every time he gets hacked, he's going to stare at the refs. And, you know, there was a lot of pressure. The last thing, thing they want is the, the refs to influence the outcome of the game, and I think they took the correct stance and let them play, you know, get a little bit more physical. It's playoff mm-hmm. basketball, and uh, I think the reality is the Lakers haven't been in a high-pressure situation really all season and the Warriors were playing really must win games for the last, you know, 10, 15 games of the year. So, uh, you know, I think that they just had two different mindsets and it took a a full half for both teams to kind of get on the same, same level, um, same wavelength perspective, same same, same attitude. Yeah. It makes sense. All right. Well, great game. Great experience. We're happy about it. Um, let's quickly run through, uh, the playoff matchups, just a quick word kind of on each series, what we think is going to happen now that the matchups are, uh, are all set for the most part here. Um, so let's start in the, the Western conference, if you don't mind, is that cool with you? Check it out West. I do not mind. Um, Lakers, Suns, what are we thinking here? So the, the, the favorite is the Lakers. It, it's, crazily, they opened at like minus 300 as favorites in the series. It quickly was adjusted back down to like minus like 130, 140. So they're, a bit, they're favorites, but they're, they're not the, the biggest favorites in the world. So what do you think about the Lakers and the Suns series? Uh, I think the Lake- I think. Lakers uh, in five? Lakers in five. No chance. Uh, no All chance. Right. Well, you know, put some, put some respect play. on Chris Paul's name. Put I'm some respect putting, on Monty I'm Williams' name. Sure. Yeah, that's I mean, fine. It's not, it's not even in the same category as the Lakers game that you watched last night and the Lakers team that I watched last night, if that's what you're saying. No, I'm, I'm – I seriously hurt. And he's not, you know, if, you know, who knows what he is in five days. But if he's compromised, then, yeah, you know, it's going to be a tough slog. But I also saw uh, a Laker team sans LeBron uh, pretty handily beat down uh, the Suns relatively uh, recently. So um, I think problem they have an Andre Drummond problem, which, you know, doesn't really matter. But, um, you know, they don't have any size. They have zero size. Andre and- Drummond famously, sorry to interrupt you, famously dated. Here's actually a trivia question. Who did Andre Drummond famously date <laughs> from Jeanette McCurdy? Jeanette McCurdy from iCarly. Yeah, of course. So, of course. All, all of our listeners will know this. That's it's, six uh, seconds of, uh, of separation, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Or it's not six seconds, six degrees of separation. But that was just a little fun fact. Um, Here's what I think is going to happen with that series. I think the Suns win game one close and then the Lakers win four straight. All right. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Um at the 4-5 matchup, Dallas and the Clippers. Dallas and the Clippers. Uh, Clippers are big favorites. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't think the Mavericks are getting enough respect. And I don't think Luka Doncic is getting enough respect. And I don't think Rick Carlisle is getting enough respect. And I don't think Mark Cuban is getting enough respect. 
I'm taking the Mavericks in that series. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I think the Clippers are capital F frauds. Mm. And I and I'm not even convinced. I'm not even convinced Steve Ballmer actually did anything with Microsoft. How about that? Oh, oh we got a we got a hot, we got a hot Ballmer take. Hey, right, I'll take that. Um, uh, yeah, you know, you know how I feel about the Clippers. I actually very much dislike them, if I should be so bold. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think uh, I think it's going to come down to can the can the Mavericks sustain hot shooting over the course of an entire series, and mm-hmm. can Luca overtake being guarded by Kawhi? Mm-hmm. Seven games. I think it's going to be a tough challenge. I don't think they have nearly mm-hmm. the depth that the Clippers do. I think that's the depth that wins out. I'm going to take the Clippers in six games. Clippers in six games. All right, so we we disagree on that, even though you're an anti-Clippers guy. Uh, Nuggets and Blazers, a bit of an interesting one. Um, little rivalry between sort of mountainous states. This kind yeah. of falls into that category of, of matchups that I like in terms of pinning <laughs> geographical regions against each other, um, similar types of lifestyle choices people like to make in those places. So we're excited. Probably going to be a very fun series. But uh, from a basketball standpoint, teams kind of in, in limbo, I think, both of them a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. you know, can't tell much in a basketball game or if I'm at a fun children's birthday party doing the limbo, you know, watching, <laughs> uh, watching these two teams play, but I don't know how to call this one. So I'm going to flip a coin. I'm going Blazers in seven. Uh, Jokic has had a great season MVP for sure. Dame, I think is the X factor here. And I think you got a guy like Damian Lillard. You probably, you probably got it. You like your chances again, no disrespect to Nikola Jokic. Um, but that's that's my pick based on uh, gut. I uh, this is the first time I agree with you, Davis. I I love I love the Blazers. I I love DJ, and uh, you know what? Um, you know, you know who's an X factor in this series? Carmelo Anthony. Oh, that was the minion from Circle Me going wow because we agreed. Wow. Okay, uh, I like uh, I like Carmelo in this series. I I think he's you know Jokic is going to get his, but you know ever since Jamal Murray went down, just the, the Nuggets are not the same team, and uh, I have yet to see uh, you know Porter carry a team in the playoffs. So um, I think it's going to be tough uh, mm-hmm. tough for uh, for them to slog it. But I, I I agree, Blazers in seven. Yep, love that, love that, and then. Warriors or the Grizzlies against the Utah Jazz. I mean, I think that's that. Those go two different directions. If the Grizzlies are in it, I think the Jazz should take care of business. It'll be a gritty series, um, but I think that the Jazz will probably take care of that in five games. I think if they play the Warriors, it becomes a little bit more interesting. Two teams that love to fill up the bucket from distance. Two teams that that know each other well. Um, I think Utah probably wins that series just based on a lot of good defense and consistency over time. The Warriors need too many things to go right for it to happen. Uh, so I'm going to go with Utah and, and hope to hope they can do it. Cause I, I love the idea of the Lakers going back into Salt Lake city. It hasn't happened in a while. It reminds me of Carl Malone, John Stockton days. Um, the mailman, interestingly was his nickname because he always delivered. He always delivered. Mm, yeah. Um, and then that take kind of takes care of the, the West and the East. Don't need to spend too much time on these, but we'll go. Uh, first one, Knicks Hawks four five, easy money here. This this series is a lot closer than people think. I'm as big a Knicks guy as anybody out there that you'll find I'm going to game one on Sunday. Can't wait. Call me Bart Scott, but um, 
I I think it's going to be a really hard-fought series. I think it's going to go seven because mm. home court advantage is going to win out in that series. But it's going to be a tough series. Hawks match up well against the, against the Knicks. Brooklyn against the Celtics. Put Brooklyn into the next round. The Celtics are a very flawed basketball team. I agree. I think that's a sweep. Sweep. He calls a sweep. Bring out the brooms. Bring out the brooms. And we got Philadelphia against Washington. Russell Westbrook, Joel Embiid, a little bit of history there. A little bit of history there. They hate each other. So that's going to be fun. But who wins that series ultimately? Got a guy like Joel Embiid. Got a guy like, uh, like Ben Simmons really going to come, you know, all of seven-foot frame, defends on the wing. Uh, and you just love to see the guy if he can shoot a three. It's nice, but it's not. It's a nice-to-have, not a must-have. Not a must-have. What about Milwaukee against the Bucks? Uh, you know, Milwaukee against Oh my God! The Heat against the Heat against I want, the Bucks. I want to see Giannis defend himself. I think that's the only person in the NBA who could defend him. It's himself. I mean, he's got the length. He certainly. I mean, <laughs> he's well, certainly if, got if the you think length. about it that way, then Thanasis or the other brother, they're, um, they're weak. I don't. Spiros. They're both, they're both Spiros. So. <laughs> um, I like uh, I like the Bucks this time. Around. Yeah, me too. I, I think uh, the Heat are not the same team they were last year. Me too. Uh, and I think the Bucks figured out what went wrong. And assuming they can uh, play offense against a basic two-three zone, which any NBA team should be able should, to do, could and would. then uh, I think uh, I'm going to take Bucks in six. Perfect. We love to hear it. We love to hear it. We love to hear it. All right, it's that time of the at the end of the day where we take a minute to wish happy birthday to famous athletes around the globe who are celebrating sure, everyone's, a special everyone's birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Peter Check, Check oh, footballer, yeah. born in 1982. Peter Check, famously yeah. of Chelsea lore, but also one of the great helmet and hat wearers in soccer history. Peter Check, famously this year, in fact, was promoted to Chelsea's first team squad after a incident with their goalie Kepa Arizabalaga. And when Edward Mendy was coming in as a transfer, Petr Cech, 43 years old, stepped into the first team. No playing time, but he looked young as hell. Happy birthday, Peter Cech. Happy birthday, Peter. So if everybody listened yesterday, they might have heard us talking about how there's three certainties in life now. Death, taxes, and no-hitter in Major League Baseball every single night. Jordan, what do we have? To, what did we have last night in Major League Baseball? Another no-hitter. Another no-hitter. That brings it to seven on the season. We do not, we do not look down upon seven inning no hitters here. So Madison Baumgartner, come on the program, talk about it because we mm-hmm. recognize what you've done. Come on the pod, Mad Bum. Come on the pod, Mad Bum. That's a series of six words, all one syllable. One less, uh, one less uh, word or one less syllable than innings he threw in that game. <laughs> how's that for how's that for data? I don't know, what David uh, Fisdale. Take that for data <laughs> but i mean Corey kluber masterful performance last night i think he did it on like yeah. 101 pitches against the rangers again mm-hmm. and you yeah. said this yesterday there's a there's a pattern developing where these there's a lot of teams that are getting no hit twice yep i don't know how many there are but that we'll go to we'll go to gertz the gecko i think more. it's uh i think it's just the mariners and uh the the Indians, the oh, Diamondbacks, the, the, no, the Rangers and the Mariners, both, both. And the twice. Indians, and they get twice this year. I think so. Oh wow, sucks to be them. Sorry, the Cleveland baseball team. From now uh, on, yeah. At the, mm. On at the end of the day, we call it the Cleveland baseball team. Yeah, we uh we. 
them uh, stereotypical names in professional sports on this podcast and uh you know, if you do get off of our our airwaves i think the the <laughs> best the best nugget from last night's or the Corey Kluber's no hitter put some respect on his name is that Corey Kluber last year was on the Texas Rangers. He went there, kind of revive his career, which he did, as you can see, because he's just amazing this year, 2.780, year, right? But last night in Texas, they had Corey Kluber bobblehead night because I guess with COVID last year, they didn't get a chance to give away the bobbleheads. And mm-hmm. when you buy these things, I learned that you can't return them. So like when mm-hmm. you buy all these bobbleheads from the bobblehead factory, you know, they got to import them, pick tariffs and everything. So you can't return them. Uh, you're not going to donate them. Who's going who's gonna to accept 25,000 Corey Kluber bobbleheads? What are you going to do with that? Certainly, in the, and then the wrong uniform, no less. That's a, that's if a you ever one. If you ever need to get rid of a lot of stuff quickly and don't care if people buy it, just take it to a baseball game. People will take anything from you anything, at that stuff. Anything. First, uh, bottle opener <laughs> that hardly works. <laughs> I'm in. Mom, we got to get to the park early today. I got to get that bad bottle opener. Yeah, I mean, it, it brings it attracts people. I guess if you're paying money for a ticket, anything that's free, you feel excited about. Um, oh, you know what my favorite giveaway is? Basketball games sometimes they'll give away jerseys, but they're always like the shitty replica jerseys yeah. that that you can't actually wear anywhere, and they're always NBA players from like 50 years ago. You're like, oh yeah, I could really resonate with this. Like, uh, uh, you know, who's who's a who's an example? Uh, you know, fucking. I don't know. Uh, this story starting to. I mean. The story story sounds uh, starting to sound a bit. Well, uh, my point is, I up. have my point is, I have a Laker jersey from a guy I couldn't even tell you sitting in my closet. I that I could not and would not wear to the Laker game last week because I wouldn't even know who it was, and frankly, it wasn't very comfortable because it's like shitty material and all that. I digress. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank God we don't bill by the hour. Thank God. Because, thank God. Um. I don't even remember where what we were talking about. So thanks, thank you for that story. Because uh, that Corey Kluber bobblehead. Yeah. So they, yeah, I mean, the funniest thing is that they were literally having a Corey Kluber bobblehead last night in in Texas at the Rangers game, which had fifty thousand fans, sold out game, first time the Yankees had played in front of a full stadium in you know since twenty nineteen, which is crazy to think about. Um, but just it was awesome to see first Yankees no hitter this millennium. Uh, the last two times the Yankees threw a no hitter. The team would go on to win the World Series. So let's see. Let's see if that trend holds. Let's see if that trend holds. It will be interesting to see. Um, and I think that brings us into the closing bell, Kurtz. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. Brooklyn Nets today announced that they're going to have their tickets be 50% off because they can't sell the stadium out. The Knicks had to add 3,000 more seats per game. Yeah, you really hate to see that. It really goes to show that the the talent is in in the wrong – in the wrong – I mean, can you imagine if the Nets Nets were the Knicks? That would – the world world would be on fire. The world would be on. on fire. The world would I mean, be on fire. Can you imagine if Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving were in Madison Square Garden every makes single what's night? Going, it makes what's going on at MSG that much more exciting. That much it more does. Exciting. It does. Okay. If I now here's here's another thing in closing. If I were to ask you what 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 do you think the Minnesota Lynx record is at this point in the season, four games into the season? What would you say it is? Three and one. No, the Minnesota Lynx are 0-4. Minnesota oh. Lynx are 0-4. They fall to 0-4 tonight after losing to the Seattle Storm, who are 3-1. Another great game from Brianna Stewart. 
13 points, seven rebounds, two assists. I guess a, 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 good, a good game. Uh, Sue Bird had a better game, but Minnesota Lynx, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on with them. So they need to figure it out a little bit. Crystal Dangerfield had a good <laughs> Me game. Me neither, clearly. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, you're historically a pro Lynx guy. So. That's true. Um, we know this about me. Wasn't uh, uh, for a little bit. Who? Maya Moore. Maya Moore? Yeah, she was on the Lynx for, for, for a lot of bit. Um, like, but she's, you know, like, not, she's not in the league anymore, though. Is she not? That, that's what I was That's what I was. I think she, no, no, she is. No, she's on she sabbatical. Is? No, she's on sabbatical. No, yeah, right she now. did that uh, semi-sabbatical retirement thing to uh, marry. <laughs> Jonathan <laughs> a, Irons. No, she, she married a guy who she helped release from prison after 23 right. years. And now yeah. she's on, on uh, a freedom advocacy trail. So congratulations to Maya Moore. Yes, and you know, the more WNBA people should – More people should <laughs> – She's our WNBA player of the week. So I think I that mean, wraps my, it up. I mean, my, my oh, Maya, what a woman. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I think that wraps it up here. Episode two, uh, three, if you know, you know, if you're one of the original. <laughs> if you're an OG who can't get access to the, to the pod, then yes, this yeah. is our third. Thank you. Shout out to uh, shout out to all of our initial listeners and uh, shout out to our repeat listeners. And uh, we'll catch you again. Uh, probably. What about the, the new? The what about the new listeners and the new listeners? Hey, you know what? If uh, if the old listeners want to send this to some new listeners, that's how we generate buzz. And uh, shout out to our uh, not sponsors, but uh, you know, eventually they'll be there. So um, uh, we'll catch you uh, probably right before the first round. Yeah, looking forward to it. At the end Bye. of the day. <laughs>